1: Hi, welcome to the Gastroenteritis Blues on a suddenly great day. My name is Steve Lippmann joined as always by Emily Cannell. Emily, I ask you, what is your favorite Halloween candy, and is it different now than it was when you were but a child?
2: Um, so I think my it's pretty boring, but I think it's peanut butter cups. Um, they're delicious and Reese's are like to...
1: off brand.
2: Reese's,
1: not okay. Weird that you just said peanut butter cups.
2: Um... I just thought, I thought it was like Kleenex for tissue. Like you say peanut butter cup and you know what I'm talking about, Got
1: it. but,
2: um, yeah, I like to eat them in the freezer. So when we put our Halloween candy out, I saved some for myself and mm-hmm. I put mine in the freezer. Um, so yeah, I think, and I think when I was little, I probably liked them too, but I'm like, I love chocolate. I love all candy. So I've always liked candy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I never liked like weird things like Charleston
1: shoes. Did you dress up for Halloween? I love a fucking Charleston shoe, and I feel like you said that just to needle me because you know it. it's my absolute it. tip-top. Love it. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Let me. Did you dress up for Halloween this year? I did not. Okay. Nor did I.
2: I did can't uh, candy though.
1: That's nice. I wish I. lived in, in an apartment. Uh, didn't get trigger treaters, but um, I try to keep a happy home here uh you know in my uh, with my betrothed Gabrielle but she brought up recently that uh you know the calendar has turned to fall here Halloween times I did not get her a pumpkin Reese's you know they mm. they don't taste like pumpkin but they are in the shape of pumpkins and I think I did this last year and this year I didn't and on Monday too little too late I went to every like store and bodega in Astoria failed. Nobody had it because I, I was knocking on every door. and. and
2: Are I the failed. Christmas so, tree Reese's out already?
1: I don't know what that is. As we'll get to later when we talk about the Nets, I am Jewish, so I don't... don't uh, so know what a Christmas tree is. <laughs> I've never even heard of one. So yeah, I know, I couldn't even... No, those sound great though. They're just in the shape of them and
2: mm-hmm. they
1: don't taste like holly or anything. No. So they sound great. All right, news broke just maybe an hour, hour and a half ago uh, from uh, Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, that James Harden, what the fuck happened to him? He sprained a muscle in his foot or something? Suffered a right foot tendon strain and is expected to miss a month. Um, Right now it is November 3rd. Quick math, that would put us right around December 3rd. So... um, how do you feel about this? I don't, I think it's because the Phillies are in the world series, but I'm having a hard time getting jazzed up one way or the other about the Sixers these days, which is tough. Cause it's a Sixers podcast, but I think they'll probably be fine. Like I, you know, at the end of the season, I won't, I won't feel bad about Harden having like however many, whatever it'll be, maybe 10 fewer games on his tires, you know, um, obviously adding another lower body injury onto him is, uh, not great but it's not a hamstring which lingers like crazy as we've seen he's playing he's played very well to start the year so it's not great to stop that momentum and we've seen him put on some weight when he when he's not working out so I hope that doesn't happen um but I think they'll mostly be fine especially if Joel comes back in short order here so that's that's basically how I feel about it what do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not great. It's not like what I was hoping would happen today. Like, fingers crossed, I hope I wake up. The Phillies win and James right. Harden's out for a month. But, I th- yeah, I think they'll be fine. I mean, this is kind of why we added, like, all of these other pieces in the off season, just to have more people when one guy goes down because we are cursed with injuries. So, I think it'll be fine. I hope that he does some working out like whatever he can do with this foot strain um and I think it'll be fine I don't think there's like that many crazy games I mean it still feels like the very beginning of the season that that none of these games really matter like I don't know when I'll start feeling like games matter but it's not right now so it doesn't like really register for me I'm like it's like preseason basically like whatever
1: for me, I do feel like it's when the World Series ends that I'll be like, oh, I love the Sixers. And now yeah. we'll, I, now I I will resume really caring about the Sixers winning and losing every night because these yeah. days it's like, I know I have to pay attention, uh, but it's been tough.
2: Last night, Jordy was like, are you going to put the Sixers up on the computer when the game, when the World Series starts? And I was just like, no, we'll just watch the World Series and I'll sure. see what happens on my phone at the end.
1: They yeah. Watch. That's right. what happens. Right. They lost. And, you know, so uh, D'Anthony Melton will obviously be the starter and and lots of ball handling for Tyrese Maxey, more post-ups for Embiid, who has the flu right now. I don't know if he's better yet, but um, he'll be more of like the fulcrum on offense than than Harden stuff. And uh, some theorizing on Twitter from friends of ours about signing Kemba Walker. Um, I definitely think he sucks and has sucked for a while, (laughs) Kemba Walker. Uh, But Certainly would be a funny thing to sign him and just have him run around for a while. Um, some people were saying, is this what will get Doc fired? Sadly, I don't think so. I, I think that this will be sort this of a mulligan.
2: An excuse to keep Doc I mean, around.
1: Right. And I also think they'll be fine. I don't think they're about to lose, like, 15 in a row. I think they're going to win. Like, I think they'll be fine. Um, you know, as long as Embiid's not out for an extended period simultaneously. Like, I think Embiid... <laughs> will heal from the flu and, 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 you know, they're going to be just fine. Maxi's incredible. You know, we can transition now into talking about the games, uh, this past week, uh, drew my pop in and tell me I'm wrong about what games they played, but I, I believe they played the Raptors and won without Joel. They played the bulls and won with Joel. Uh, they played the wizards and won without Joel. And then they played the wizards and won without Joel. Um, Nope, I think I, I think I said that wrong. They played, the <laughs> most recent game was that they lost without Joel against the Wizards. They split against the Wizards. Um, anyway, so the, yeah, they've been treading water without Joel and that's impressive. And um, the most recent thing was that people were having a meltdown, justified, uh, a justified meltdown about B-Ball Paul, friend of the show, who Doc hates. Like, I don't know I why, so. he like, it's personal. With with Doc and Bibo Paul. I don't know why. I guess because he's a weirdo and because he gives strange quotes and he loves Montrez Harold, but he also loves just any old weirdo who comes in there. Rainy's flapping around in the wind. But like last night, Bibo Paul comes in and has like a really exciting, effective stretch. And, and people writing online that doc immediately starts like yelling at b Paul about <laughs> anything. Just like he picks any small thing and like lectures him on the sideline and b Paul plays five minutes as a plus four in like a 10 point loss. It's like, what, what's going, I don't understand. And so that's like the thing to be upset about. And we all predicted it. And it's just like the most, you know, Montrez Harold can't jump anymore. And he's still six, seven and he's the backup center and, what can you do so uh thoughts on that
2: yeah not only that like everyone like watched b-ball paul come in and was like this is great like these are like actual productive backup center minutes like i mean doesn't do the things like offensively that Joel can do but like certainly Montrez harrell can't do them either and so we're like this is something and then doc river's response after the game is just like i thought he was okay like you know, he gave us, he gave us energy, blocked some shots, just like, eh. and I'm just like, this man hates him. He's just like, I will never let him, you know, I don't understand.
1: Like he won't give him any credit in the media. Like it, it honestly feels personal. And I don't get like, cause even when you're uh, everybody remembers, but like when he was having his best games last year, he was like immediate to say, we're not having a b-ball Paul, like a Paul Reed what was it ticker tape parade i forget what the quote was
2: yeah something like that
1: victory party i forget what
2: victory it was, lap or something
1: th- yeah victory tour something like that um so i don't know what the fuck is wrong with him about b-ball paul but there's something about that guy that he despises and i don't get it because we love it
2: maybe because um, he has a cooler nickname like b-ball paul is a cooler nickname than doc because someone has already has the name nickname doc so he just is like doc too and that's pretty lame
1: Right, and Doc Rivers' nickname is Fuck Doc Rivers. Um, <laughs> and and Max, just incredible. I can't get over, like, it's the most predictable thing in the world that he's incredible, more incredible than he was, but somehow it's just jarring every game that he's great. Um, I love Melton. Melton has a back thing he missed yesterday's game. It doesn't seem to be devastating. Famous last words. Just wait for the, like, Shams tweet that says, like, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> not actually. Um, uh, who else, anybody else that you want to talk to from this little stretch here? Joel hit like a sort of not game winner, but like a game sealer, uh, in the bulls game, which was nice. Like a three off of a hardened two man action, which was nice. Um, yeah. Anything else from this little week of games here?
2: Nothing too much. I think it'll be interesting that when Joel gets healthy again to see Joe with Maxie, and not Harden and just kind of see like what they can get going because they the Joel like Harden Maxi with the three of them on the court has been driving me up a wall I don't like anything that I see when the three of them are on because I just feel like well I don't think Joel and Harden move the ball at all and it drives me crazy um so I'm interested to see if like Joe and Maxi can get into some kind of rhythm and that will like help figure out rotations a little bit because yeah I just need more ball movement and I'm hoping that maybe this will lead us in that
1: direction is it when it's the three of them on the floor is it because it's too much like your turn my turn type of thing is that what bothers you I just don't think
2: that Harden and Embiid passed to anybody else except well except Harden and Embiid and I'm just like there are other very talented people like Tyrese Maxey on this court like why are you just not doing anything with him
1: I mean other people have said that Maxey's like huge games had been coming when And Bede hasn't been playing now. Some of that is common sense that they need points to be scored and he's going to have to shoot more, but obviously ideally you want the three of them firing on all cylinders, you know, um, beginning of the playoffs last year, I think that there were stats going around about how all three of them were scoring like 20 plus points. And that's where you want to get to like, that's, I'm sure right now they're all averaging like 22 plus points. And but you just want to see it looking smoother because there is like, you know, Harden's numbers without Joel on the court are great and Maxi's numbers without Harden on the court are great. And it's like, you just want more cohesion.
2: Yeah, um, like if we so, can get into like a good three-man rotation where like at any point in time, two of them are on the court and those two people are playing great, that would be like perfect. But like when exactly. all three of them are on the court, I feel like it's just like a jumbled mess.
1: Right. And like... Uh, if anything to worry about with this hardened missed month here, it's like they already didn't get off to a very good start. And now they're missing a month to gel all three of them. Yeah. Um, But it's a long season and like, they'll have plenty of time. And uh, hopefully the new coach will really, you know, grab this by the horns and and take care of things. Um, Anything else? Shake has longer hair and is playing very poorly.
2: He looks like he looks like a little Joel with his hair.
1: Yes. Looks like a little okay, Joel. I like it. Niang's hitting a bunch of shots. Um, P.J. Tucker and Harden had a very cute little video on social media that the Sixers put out on social media. Did you see this? Talking about, about Maxi. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I'd never heard P.J. Tucker talk before, and that's not what I
1: expected his voice. Really? To
2: be. Yeah, it's kind of high. Oh, uh, weird. He,
1: yes, he's got like a high voice. He he did a uh, Redx podcast. Uh, I think last year. I never said that. Mm. Um, who else? Korkmaz, MIA. Nobody knows where the fuck he is. He's gone. Uh, but maybe now he'll he'll get out there a little bit. Um, who else need we talk about? Daniel House, doesn't look like he can play at all. No. Nope. Um, kind of hilarious though. People. Somebody else has called him the like wing B-ball Paul just cause he's all limbs and like flapping around. I enjoy that. Tobias, um, just, you know. Yeah, he's around
2: he just does what he does he just is there
1: does what he does he's like scoring 15 16 a game I think he's 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 shooting off the catch like a lot and and to my eye I think pretty well I'm not sure what his numbers are so far this year but I think that they're going in um he hasn't bothered me you know when I watch him I think he's been fine you know like I still think it's a little bit like having two power forwards at him, out there with him and PJ. Like, their defense has been an issue. Like, they're not playing good defense. And, and I don't know what exactly to blame that on. Like, like Maxi and Harden are not a great defensive backcourt. That's, like, a thing. Um, but they need to play better defense. And in games without Joel, that's going to be a thing no matter what. But, like, overall, they need to be way better on defense to be one of the top teams. But-
2: that's kind of slow. I wish they yeah. were faster.
1: Yeah, they're a slow team. And and uh, so, you know, more b Ball would certainly help that because he adds lots of athleticism and randomness to their team that they don't often have. So, um, yeah. So that's that's basically stuff that we saw from the last week. Um, now, we're going to take an ad break. When we get back, we're going to talk about uh, the Sixers being – Robbed of two second round picks and anti-semitism. i <laughs> <my> favorite. <laughs> All right. So here's the ad break.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: So the league was doing a, uh, an investigation of um, the Sixers into their off-season uh, activities. And Shams reported that the NBA took away the Sixers' second-round picks in 2023 and 2024 for early free agent discussions last offseason. season um, And uh, the Sixers put out a statement that was just like, we acknowledge this ruling and we're moving forward. Um, They also, the league also said that there was nothing, they found nothing untoward about what happened with Harden. So I always thought that the big thing to worry about was what happened with Harden, because I thought that, like, what they really were concerned with was that the Sixers promised Harden a big max deal next year, and that's why he took $15 million off of this contract. Or that Michael Rubin like sent him a Venmo of fifteen million dollars, <laughs> and that's like not cool. Or like before he fully was not with the team, and like that's not okay. But the fact that they found no wrongdoing there, and then still docked them these two like it felt like they launched this investigation, and then they were like, "Well, we got to find him for something. Like we can't just be like nothing was wrong because they did sign those guys that we all knew they were going to sign." To me, it's just like, listen, the Sixers did what every, literally every team does. So, like, to me, it just feels like silly bullshit that, like, they took away these picks. Like, I guess it's true, but it feels a little selective that they took it away from the Sixers.
2: Yeah. Like, we say this every year. Like, as soon as the dot, the dub like, free agency opens, like, you get 85 text, like, tweets about who people are signing. And, like, there's literally no way for that to happen unless they discuss it before free agency starts. So like, it's that obvious, but sure, fine us for it. Like whatever, I don't really care.
1: Well, and also like the NBA does not want to solve that issue. Like the NBA fetishizes the trade deadline and the free agency period. Like they love all the content and- Maybe like
2: the 24 hours rockstar, on the star. Like,
1: and... yeah, Woj has, has like, He's signing autographs. He is like a, he's like a superstar Shams is like partnering with FanDuel, like, come on. Like you guys are complicit in this whole thing. Like, come on. Like if you really want to tamp this down then like there, there are ways around it if you actually wanted to stop it, but you don't. Like to me, it felt like the Heat probably really complained about the PJ Tucker thing. And they put up a big enough thing that the NBA had to look into it, but like you know, the, the Knicks signed or or hired Jalen Brunson's dad, like, months and months ago to try to hire him to try to sign his son. And, like, I, I think there might be an investigation going there, but, like, that's, like, that's clearly tampering. and I don't care, certainly not at all. I think everybody does this, and everybody should do this, because that's what's smart. But, you know, I guess the Sixers were maybe bold about it, but I feel like there were just as many reports about the Sixers as there were about everybody else, and you know, there were so many signings at six oh one. So like, you know, what's the difference?
2: Literally nothing. I don't understand.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, here's this. Um, Kyrie Irving. Um, he. Now, was it a retweet or uh, an Instagram post, or does it not matter? I think the answer is it doesn't
2: matter. It does not matter.
1: Okay. So he. Now he would be upset if I said he promoted it, so careful. But he reposted or retweeted or or posted a link to um, an anti-Semitic, or a documentary that, you guys all know the, what the fuck is happening, but it's a documentary that has a ton of anti-Semitic tropes uh, and uh, content, like riddled throughout it. It's like a three hour long documentary based on a book, with all of the same kinds of shit in it, which is disgusting and horrible. Um, After that, he did like a media availability where he defended it. He said that he watched it and that people should watch it. And he got into a back and forth with Nick Friedel of uh, ESPN. He was leaving the availability. He screamed, change your life bro at at Nick. He said I wish we cared more about black reproductive rights and all the things that actually matter than what I'm posting Uh, these are not mutually exclusive you don't they can both matter. yes they can they can and do both matter um so he has this sort of meltdown at this uh media availability and then after that lots of the media members watch this documentary uh and within it are like lots of quotes from Hitler and like worse shit than they even imagined, you know? Like, you know, Kyrie really defended what he was watching and and was saying that uh, it's just absolute endless bullshit, basically. Um, Now, what ends up happening here, I guess we'll just go one by one here uh, with the Nets. Uh, The Nets end up, basically telling Kyrie to shut up for a few days after this mm-hmm. meltdown at a press conference. Uh, they go and meet with the Anti-Defamation League, but Kyrie does not meet with the Anti-Defamation League. He sends his father and, his, I think, his mother to meet with the Anti-Defamation League instead of him. Um, he puts out a joint statement where he donates, like, half a million dollars with the Nets He says I am aware of the negative impact my post towards the Jewish community and I take responsibility, I do not believe everything in the documentary was true or reflects my morals and principles, I didn't mean to cause any harm. I'm not the one who made the documentary okay Uh, because he talked today uh, multiple times today, he said, I cannot be anti Semitic if I know where I come from. Uh, Now. They said, did you they asked Kyrie if he personally met with the ADL? He said, I was informed that they wanted to have a meeting and we handled it. So he never met with them personally. That other um, people handled it. In all of his statements, he refused to actually apologize for his comments uh, to the Jewish community. Um, and Adam Silver released this statement basically, you know, denouncing what Kyrie posted and saying that he wants to meet with him and and Nick Friedel actually put out that the league and people within the the Nets wanted to hear Kyrie say, first of all, I'm not anti-Semitic. And second of all, I apologize. And he didn't either of those things. Um, All of this shit is horrible and he seems like a piece of shit. Um, It's just really dangerous and bad. And like, it's growing also, like pay attention to any of the Kanye stuff. Like, it's just really bad. It's just a really bad thing uh all this is obvious to like good or even just rational people um but I also think it's very dispiriting how little we've heard from current active players and people within the league denouncing it you know you're just not hearing much from people being like hey that's awful like that's just plainly really bad like Jalen Brown has had very bad comments around the Kanye stuff and uh you know, it's very disappointing to see, you know, Durant won't touch this. Like nobody on the Nets has said anything like, you know, nobody will really do anything uh, about it. And nobody in the league is really touching it. Kyrie's extremely popular. You know, uh, he has tons of fans and I think he's very admired throughout the league. So it's a bummer. Uh, your own Weissman, uh, who's a friend of the podcast has been, uh, I'll over this a lot, just sort of analyzing it and he covers it and that's a good bit, just talking about how, you know, anti-Semitic words lead to a lot of harm in the Jewish community and, and it's just very dangerous. So uh, I don't know exactly what the solution is, uh, but he's going to play, you know, he's going to play every single game and nobody's doing anything to him. And, and it's very, uh, very scary and, and doesn't seem to have any end in sight because he's not going to back down. He didn't back down off the... Um, the vaccine thing, and and he's certainly not going to back down on this. So, that's basically that. Um, yeah, do you have anything on this?
2: No, I just think it. I agree with everything you said, and he, yeah, he's just continuing to like ramble on in the media. Like, they asked today about him, like him sharing that, and he was like, "I'm a beacon of light. I'm not what afraid the of fuck? these mics, these cameras. Any label you put on me, I'm able to dismiss because I study." I know the Oxford Dictionary. (laughs) So that's great for him. Um, It doesn't, it doesn't literally, doesn't make any sense. I think it's concerning. Like, I'm pretty sure Kyrie's like the vice president of like the Players Association or something. He's like on the board of the like Players Association. And you would think with these things that, you know, players might come around and be like, hey man, you don't represent us. Like, let's like get him off of there. Um, and I also think it's terrible that like, the Nets haven't done anything about this. Like they are perfectly within their rights to like ban him from team activities, like make him like yeah. the my this that kind of thing happened, not like, in, like an antisemitic thing with Myers Leonard last year. And then yeah, he I banned him from team activities and they made him go to a diversity course and they made him pay a fine and they did all this stuff. And I'm not saying that the Nets have to do those exact things. Like that's the rules they have to follow, but they're perfectly within their rights to like reprimand him for this behavior. And they're not. So what does that say? Like, how much do they care? I don't, it doesn't really, they're not really speaking through their actions. Except no, some what it, what bullshit it says is Kyrie's they put way out. better
1: at basketball than myers You know what I mean? Like, like, and that's shitty. That's horrible. That's horrible. Like, Myers Leonard said a slur. He was on this stream. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to really get into like comparing who, which is worse. Yeah. Like, I don't really give a shit. Like, not that I don't give a shit, but I don't really want to get into the weeds of that sort of thing. But I absolutely think, in terms of comparing punishments, you know, uh, Kyrie hasn't been punished at all. They just, didn't let him do media for a couple days which is honestly a reward and myers leonard immediately apologized and got banned from team activities he's not in the league anymore he's not a good player but like it absolutely is commensurate with how his on-court ability is important to his team um and how he's thought of in the league like you know cj mccollum has he said anything he's the president of players association has he said anything about this like you know, so then okay, let's. We only have a bit left, but like, then the Nets go ahead and are going to poach Ime Udoka from the Celtics. Ime Udoka, who at the time when we, now the Nets have not officially done this, I think, because they saw some of the public backlash, and um, I think that uh, they uh, excuse me. I think that <clears throat> they saw some of the public back, backlash and are maybe waiting a bit now, but. They are gonna basically hire Ime Yudoka, who's serving a year-long suspension from the Celtics. Um, and now, this is like, you know, this is for a, as we know, the relationship he had with the staffer there that the, they said was consensual, but certainly inappropriate. Uh, Sham said that he was making uh, basically lewd comments to her that made her uncomfortable. The uh, Celtics just won the East, and then they went ahead and suspended him for a year, and clearly was never gonna um, was never gonna coach them again. Um, so, like the Celtics were not eager to get rid of Ime Udoka at that point. Like it was we we don't there's a lot of ambiguity around what happened with Ime, but it clearly was bad enough that they got rid of their like young, super good, promising head coach. And then the Nets just decide to go ahead and get him because they can, you know, it's just like gross. It, it, the whole thing feels really disgusting. Um, so that's, that's that.
2: Um, yeah. I just don't understand like who, the not even like, I don't, it, it is gross, but like, who thinks this is a good idea? Like, you're having yeah. this thing with Kyrie and it's like, oh, I'm like, is this going to make your PR situation better? Yeah. Like, I just don't understand who is like okaying these decisions. I just, I don't understand what they're doing.
1: Uh, Drew just said, no, the NBPA did um, put out a statement. Now, Drew, was that Michelle Roberts or was that um, CJ or both? It's just, I have it. It's
2: just okay. uh
1: yeah it doesn't it doesn't say exactly okay
0: who said yeah i
1: yeah because for me it's like i wish that people would put their names on like anti-semitism is unacceptable and wrong and like love cj
2: mccollum like that's what i would like
1: (laughs) yeah it's just not hard like this is not and it's also not this does not fly in the face of black lives matter or black reproductive right like none of none of like you, you don't have to choose. Like Kyrie is trying to, in some of his statements, make it an opposition of one another, and you're and you're compromising my voice. It's like no, you have lined yourself up uh, in opposition of of Jewish people now, and and you're and you're pumping this documentary about all of these horrible things, and now you're defending it in a way that makes it so people are against you to begin with. When that wasn't the case like you know so anyway and in their Um, statement
2: they didn't they you know they denounced hate speech but they didn't mention Kyrie. they didn't say like mm -hmm. anything because he he is he's one of their like vice presidents so it's just like okay this is what you kind of had to do but does it you know it doesn't really it just sounds like fluff and words that the things that they had to do but Yeah. yeah
1: all right wrapping up uh the phil so the phil we can't really talk about the phil's because this episode is going to come out and then uh game five five is going to happen within like two hours but we're sending good vibes to the phil's who we hope by the time you actually listen to this will be uh, up three two um in the world series can't believe we are in the world series but um let's do it let's get the vibes
2: seem good at the ballpark pregame, so
1: yeah.
2: I think um, Jose Alvarado is riding a bike around the infield. So, you know. Well, that's
1: great. I love
2: it. Great for him.
1: All right. Now, Drew, do you possibly have the schedule up? Emily, uh, can you please update the standards?
2: I can. So Dan had a huge week last week. Whoa. He went four and o.
1: Whoa.
2: I know. Um, so Steve, you went three and one. I know one and three. One and three. Yikes. And I also went one and three. So Dan's in the lead at five and four, then me at three and six, and then you at two and seven.
1: Two and seven. Holy shit. Yeah. I just chose all losses. I I And then was they won three games. Them. Yikes. All right, Drew. What do we got this week? I, I think I'd give up on on choosing the on on locating schedule. And we do know what Dan sent in. Dan, I don't know what the games are, but Dan did send in his picks.
2: I believe it's – they play the Knicks on Friday, I believe, Friday or Saturday. My schedule is loading at the moment. Um, And I know they play Phoenix on Monday. Both of those games are at home. And then they play at Atlanta on Thursday. So we have to decide if we're picking – I guess we're picking Atlanta tonight for a post game on Thursday. Right. Okay. So,
1: all right. Knicks yeah. at
2: home on Friday, Suns at home on Monday, Hawks on the road on Thursday.
1: Right. Okay. And Dan picked a win, a loss, and a loss. Yes. And these will be without James Hart. Emily, what's your choice?
2: I'm going to go. A win, a win, and a loss. I think they'll beat the Suns. That just wow. seems like a random game that they'll win. Bold. Bold.
1: I am going to go, and Monday's the first guaranteed non-World Series game. A lot of pressure on them. <laughs> I'm
2: going
1: to go a win, a win, and a loss. Is that what you That's just good. said? That's what you yeah. just said. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Well, we've done it. Go, Fills. Oh, also Ben Ben Simmons uh, has a hurt knee. Uh, People have remarked online that it's uh, a a bit close to when he's supposed to come to Philadelphia. Um, But heal up, Ben. Um, All right, heal up, James Harden, and. I think Ben Simmons
2: still costs more on DraftKings than Tyrese Maxey. It's truly wild. What does that mean? Like he, like you get like X amount of money to play with, and then so you like buy different players to like fill out. Oh, daily fantasies. Yeah. So he Ben Simmons like costs more to get on your team than Tyrese Maxey. It's like wild.
1: Very good. Very good stuff. All right. Great seeing you, Drew. Great seeing you uh steve j lippman third and girl d.a pelts 13 gastro blues pod the gastro blues podcast a Sixers podcast on youtube uh that's it rate us subscribe do it all uh be safe and be great we love you